Well, welcome to Special Times with Pierre Filosa and my guest, Mike Robinson from the Department of Developmental Services. Hi, Pete. Thanks for having me on your, your show today. You're welcome. So I've been your service coordinator for quite a long time now. It's been about 15 years, right? Yeah. I've been a service coordinator for about 19 years, Peter, and um, worked with the Department of Developmental Services for that time. But I, before, before being a service coordinator, I was working for an agency well, you're familiar with uh, LifeWorks. Yeah. Um, I was looking, but I wasn't working residentially for them. I was working for their vocational program, um, doing some job coaching. So that's kind of a, that's where I, where I made my start. That was a long time ago. That was back in 1999. I start. I took the job right out of college. Yep. And then we started working together in about 2004, 2005, I think. Yep. Right? You know, I didn't think I was going to get into this field when I was, when I was in uh, high school and college. I, I was going to try to go into law enforcement. But um, when I graduated, I needed a little bit of um, the, the test for the police officer's test was in the uh, was in the springtime and I graduated in January. So I needed a little, I needed to find a job you know, in the meantime. And um, when I found the job at LifeWorks, I just kind of really got into it. I stayed in the field from there on and kind of uh, changed career courses. How long have you worked at DDS? I saw, I got the job at DDS in the fall of 2002. So, this year will be my 19th year um, with the state. How, how did you get into this field? Well, um, like I was saying, I, I, I was looking, you know, I, I just kind of was looking for a job um, when I graduated college and I was, uh, I was kind of waiting to take the police entrance exam. And, uh, I applied to LifeWorks. I, I, I started applied to like some, you know, human service type jobs, you know, to work with, you know, work in the community, basically. I figured that would be a, a good start. If I wanted to go into law enforcement, at least I'd be working with people. Um, and I got the job at LifeWorks and just kind of really enjoyed the work and, and working with, uh, with individuals and, and getting to know them. And it was, it was, it was very re rewarding. Tell us what a service coordinator does. Okay. So I work for the state for, um, you know, for the state of Massachusetts. And what a service coordinator does is we, um, each service coordinator has a caseload of about 60 individuals or so. And they coordinate the services that the state um, is basically paying for. Like that's my primary uh, job. So residential programs, day programs, uh, anything that the state funds for, for individuals on my caseload, I have to kind of help coordinate and we develop the, the ISP meeting, which you and I have had plenty, right? And at the ISP meeting, these agencies that, that DDS funds has to provide goals and objectives to work on. And then throughout the year, we kind of monitor 
how each individual is doing with their their goals and how they're progressing on you know on reaching them and then that's kind of like the basic the basic job then other things can kind of come up too just if there's any issues with the services if there's a problem with the the agencies i can kind of be a, a go-between um you think um that this year my my um my my meeting will be in person or what do you think that's a good question pete um so the the pandemic has changed a lot with uh with how service coordinators are doing their jobs. As you know, like last year, we had your meeting virtually, like we're doing this with this interview. And as of now, the meeting would still be virtual. Um, we haven't had any kind of a new um, regulations come up to us about our, our, our job responsibilities in terms of seeing people, individuals face to face. But it is the thought that at some point, things might start to, um, the restrictions might start to lessen and we might be able to see people in person, but I'm not sure about your, about your actual um, ISP meeting. Yeah, there's probably a much better chance of, of me being able to visit you at the residence and me being able to see all the people that I, I, I work with um, just for quick visits, but having a meeting with all the, in, all the people in one room um, it might be, it might take a little while before that actually happens. Um, the pandemic has changed a lot, you know, with, with just how we do our, our job and it changed a lot with your life as well. Right. It's changed my life. Like that I have to wait now till August to go back to my, uh, sometime in August to go back to my day program. So. Right. Yeah. So in, when the pandemic started in March of uh, you know 2020, all the day programs kind of uh, shut down temporarily, like like yours, right? Yeah. So all individuals had to go home, and my my office shut down as well. So my job became virtual, just like you know how I know your your the agency you're involved with um, was will do some Zoom activities, right? Yeah, and so that um, so DDS and these and agencies that um, we work with had changed their um, changed how they operated. You know, providing services. They went from in person to to Zoom activities, right? Yeah, and my my job changed too. I mean, I'm you know we started talking on the phone, doing FaceTime because I couldn't come to visit you, and um, you know I haven't. I haven't spent a lot of time physically in my office um, for well over a year. I can go in uh, maybe once a week if I needed to use a printer or use some or go through files because all my files are are at the office. So if I need to look something up, I can go in and, and take a look at it. But you know, things a lot has changed. What do you like best about your job? What I like best about my job is. Um, sort of things like this and having one-to-one -one interactions with the people that are on my caseload. Um, unfortunately, with my job, there's a lot of paperwork and, um, you know, like red tape to go through where I don't get to 
develop a relationship like I, you know, um, like I'd like to. When I had my first job at LifeWorks, I would see the individuals I worked with every single day. Every morning they would come in and I would be able to talk with them and chat with them and get to know them. And so I was able to develop a relationship with them pretty quickly when you see someone every day. But when I moved to working for the state for DBS, I don't see the individuals on my caseload every day. It's more of a more of a special occasion. So it takes a while to develop, you know, a relationship. And, but that's kind of what I enjoy the most. So um, like you and I being able to talk regularly and I get to, you know, you get to know me, I get to know you. That's why I find the, um, the most rewarding about the job. And that's what makes actually the, my position a little bit easier. The, the, the better I know the individuals on my caseload, the better I can think of what might be best for services that might be helpful. So that's what I like the most. What types of residential placements and day programs are there for DDS clients? Uh, so residentially, Peter, there's um, there's three different type of models for residential um, services. One's the twenty four seven group home, and then there's uh, there's shared living model, which uh, a an individual lives with a family or a single person and um, that caretaker provides the 24 seven um, services with agency oversight. And then there's another um, uh, model which is called individual support hours where um, an individual might live in his own apartment and receive a certain amount of hours each week um, in areas where they might need assistance as you know, maybe grocery shopping or, or cooking or, you know, or working on a budget. So those are the three main models, but you know, within each there are little, um, there's some creativity with each one. There's different types of group homes. Some are, some are for individuals who are quite high functioning and others are for, are for individuals who need total care, who are, who are in a wheelchair who need to be fed and, and taken care of and need this complete assistance. There's a, there's a wide range. So um, like you and I in the past have talked about what's available in the community as far as group home openings. And I, I, you know, we've talked about how you know, it's not always, if there's an opening, might not be the best place for Peter Felicer or for another individual. You know, it might be a, a home with three individuals in wheelchairs who need, you know, total assistance. And for a capable guy like you, you'd want to live with some peers who you could have some interactions with, you know? I, I hope someday to be in a individual supports um, type of system with, with in a living place. Right, and that's, you know, um, Part of my job is, you know, is kind of hearing the wishes of the individuals on my caseload and the kind of the, their hopes and their aspirations and trying to, to work towards those, um, those goals, you know? So you have, Peter, you have certain goals that you want to reach. Um, and at your ISP meeting and working with your, your, your agency and your family, we can kind of develop um, goals for you to get to that point, you know? Um, for things for you to work on to 
to reach that, you know? Um, are there enough services for all the clients with disabilities? Um, well, I mean, Massachusetts has a, um, a very good service system as far as uh, what we can provide uh, compared to other states. There always probably could be more, I think. You know, there, there are certain, there, there's such a DDS, sorry, such a wide range of, of individuals um, that some services, you know, that you are, are needed for, say, individuals who are, are autistic and maybe um, who are quite capable, who can have a, a job and drive their car and have their own apartment, but need certain other kind of assistance. There's always need for, um, for developing services uh, uh, for the wide spectrum of, of people uh, in our population. How has the pandemic affected DDS services? Well, one of the things that, so when the pandemic hit in March of 2020, uh, all the, the day programs closed and that was temporary. And some of them did open up again in the summer, limited. But um, when they closed, all the individuals went home to their group homes. So we had to try to think of a lot of agencies and DDS provide assistance, had to think of ways to provide services at home. And what they found was many of the individuals who would have um, maybe behavioral problems or have issues at their day programs went home to the group homes and their behaviors calmed down. So it made, made a lot of agencies think that possibly going to a day program might not be the best avenue for the person they serve. So it changed a lot as far as how we are providing services. Uh, how you know, you know a lot of a lot of these agencies provided Zoom activities throughout the week, and and some of the some some individuals really love that, and it really works for them. You know, so it made it made us change the way we look at how our services are are, are given. Will services in the future change? Possibly, Peter. It's it's you know it. This pandemic was uh, it came out of left field in a way as far as you know, for for DDS. I mean, we kind of everything changed with how our services were provided. And even now that we try that the there might be a light under the tunnel. You know, we're still trying to kind of get back to uh, uh, a normal way of seeing services for individuals. I mean, our programs right now, they're not operating at 100% capacity. You know, a lot of the programs like yours, Peter, only have a certain amount of individuals who are, are back because, you know, there's, certain, there's still certain uh, rules and regulations as far as social distancing and um, how many people you can have in a certain building. So, you know, it's a lot, a lot has changed and I'm not sure how it's going to look in the next, you know, it's going to be interesting in the next year, like a year from now, if, if the programs are going to be back at full capacity, you know, also we have to worry about transportation and getting individuals to their programs and back, you know, because we, before we would have big 15 person passenger vans, you know, and, and that would be able to get people back and forth to the programs. But right now we can't have 15 people in the same van. Um, it's just not 
possible. So we got to figure out transportation. That's having, we need more vans to go to these programs. So come August, when they do allow me to come back to my day program, how will you guys help me um, figure out like how I'm going to get to Somerville every day? That's what we got to figure out. We got to figure out how to get you there and, um, and get you there, you know, safely. And, you know, maybe by, by August, maybe the van routes would be a little bit different. We could have more individuals in the vans, you know, I mean, things are getting better right now. Um, and maybe, you know, you, you were using a, a service in the past, which, um, was at times unreliable, you know, um, yeah. So, you know, that, that's a difficult, I mean, you know, a lot of individuals that uh, I work with and that, you know, Peter use the MBTA ride and that can be, um, that can be sometimes, you know, some issues can occur from that. Other, other people, it's, it's very reliable and for others, it's not, it's, uh, it's hit or miss, you know? So, um, but that's, you know, it just, that's one of the things that a service pointer has to kind of deal with though, you know, I mean, I have an individual like, you know, Pete, you that wants to go back to the program. I got to work with the agency to figure out a way to get you there and get you there safely. That's just kind of another job that um, service careers have to kind of work with. I want to thank you, Mike, for being on my show. Well, th uh, thank you, Peter, for having me. I enjoyed this and um, I'm sure we'll talk later this week.